0: starting a, a new series on the Sermon of the Mount. So if you can go ahead and turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. We're not actually going to stay there. I have a reason for that. But, but as you're turning to Matthew chapter 5, there's still like another announcement I want to bring to our attention. <clears throat> um, something that Erica and I have been praying about, working through how do we um, not just put on a youth group to um, entertain uh, students, but rather how do we get our focus off of ourselves? How do we get our focus on the gospel big picture on what God's doing outside of, of just youth group, outside of ourselves, outside of this church, outside of uh, the Northland and beyond? And we are partnering um, with a missions organization called Send 56, and Erica mentioned this um, last week, and so at, Our commitment as a youth group is something I want to challenge us and kind of push us towards is supporting a missionary in Uganda that we would be supporting them financially to go through like Bible school as they are getting equipped to send the gospel to other Africans. And so, Sin 56 is very intentional that their effectiveness is spreading the gospel is more effective with africans spreading the message of the gospel over um, rich americans and so we want to financially support this missions organization and as a youth group we're going to collect we're going i'm going to say offering, we're going to collect an offering as a youth group together that we are going to support a local missionary. And whenever we get placed with the missionary, we're in talks of working all the details out for this. We don't have it all figured out yet, but whenever we get a a person's name, that's someone that we're going to be praying for and someone that we are going to get updates on and how they're doing through their classes and how God's using them. And so um, this this is why I have this little black box here. This is not going to stay up here. This is how we are going to designate the money that goes towards uh, the missionary to Sin 56. And so if you bring your offering week after week to this, this will go directly, not the box itself, but we will get the money directly to the person that needs, it needs to at Sin 56. And this box is going to be right over there next to the other black box where it says Tithe and Offering. There's a little, like, is a TV stand I think that you'd eat your dinner on. Um, there's a little TV stand over there that we're gonna have this... Um, a TV tray thing that we're going to have this sitting on week after week. You'll always know it's there. This is for the Sin 56. We'll get a sign for it, but it's just something that we wanted to do as a youth group that we could uh, cause a ripple effect outside of what actually happens here at Youth Group, but that we can financially support uh, spreading the gospel to Uganda. And, um, and, you know, talking really soon, we don't have a lot in place, but we're also working on getting a, a trip to go to Uganda hopefully by this summer. And so there's options for that in, in the future that we would be able to go and support this missions organization. So I wanna pray over like this endeavor that we as a youth group would um, advance the gospel. And I know that like students you may feel like, well, this is not really a good idea because we don't have a lot of money. Like I understand all that, but I do think that God in um, his goodness and his graciousness can help meet a need that we commit to, a certain amount of money um, every month to support a missionary, and I think we can do that. I th- it's either, I think, is it $400 a month for, to support someone, or is it $200? $30? We'll get back to you. <laughs> I thought I heard 400 a month for... It could be somewhere between 30 and 400. <laughs> this is like the AT&T guy saying they'll be there between noon and 8 p.m. If you could just stay home and wait for us, that's what, kind of what that is. So uh, we'll get back to you on an amount. But anyway, we want to, like, commit to, like, supporting this missionary. So whatever that amount is, I want to push us towards, towards that. Cool? We'll get details later, you know. Ah, details. Um, Anyway, if you're in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 5 is the start of the Sermon on the Mount. And we are going to take the entire semester to um, walk through... Oh, wait, I didn't even pray about this. I got distracted. Um, We're going to pray over Sin 56, and then we'll get started. I'm sorry. I'm flighty. All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for... um, this church, God, where we can come together and um, build community with one another, God, and, and even look ahead um, outside of these walls that we can actually advance the gospel, Lord, um, not only in, in where you have us, but where you are at work. And so, Lord, we pray over Sin 56 that the details of all this would would come together and that as we, as a group, Lord, would look to financially support someone, um, God, we, we pray that you would, in your goodness, guide us in this, and that you would provide what we need when we need it, and we thank you for that, and we pray that you would speak to us through your word, and that it would um, challenge us, Lord, in areas of our life that need to be challenged, Lord, and that you would convict us where we need to be convicted, Lord, and that you would encourage us and send us out, Lord. We love you, it's in your name we pray, amen. All right, so Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 5 through 7, is this account of a sermon given by Jesus. And so we're going to do something um, that goes against every bit of prior knowledge that you and I have. It doesn't make sense what I'm about to do. I don't even recommend doing this for any other book that you read. It's so counter to what we are taught in childhood. We're going to start the sermon at the very end. So, we're not going to start in Matthew 5. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 7. We're going to be in Matthew 7, verses 24 through 29. This is the very end of the sermon. It says this Therefore, this is Jesus talking. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. So as a result of this passage, what we're gonna walk away with, I'm gonna give us the big idea tonight, this one central idea that I want us to focus around is that when it comes to following Jesus, the foundation determines the difference. When it comes to following Jesus, the foundation determines the difference. So I'm going to pray towards that end, and we'll dive into um, what the Lord has for us. God, we um, ask that as we look into your word, God, first that you would um, please give us understanding of what we've read. God, continue to open up our hearts, soften our hearts, Lord, to your truths. And Lord, may we walk away differently as a result of time spent in your word. Lord, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. When it comes to following Jesus, the foundation determines the difference. The Sermon on the Mount is the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher who ever lived. That's how an old dead theologian by the name of Augustine would say, anyways, This is an incredible sermon, and I'm personally excited to dive deep into uh, the course of these passages over the entire semester. But before we just go right into this passage, at the very conclusion of the message, I want to kind of give us a little bit of framework for us to work with. I want to set the stage on a little bit of background. The reason why we even started with the end of the sermon is because it does give us a fundamental clue as to how to read the rest of the sermon. Basically, to summarize what we just read a few moments ago, Jesus ends the sermon by calling the hearers, and tonight that's you and I, to do what he has taught. I think that's something that we can easily lose sight of, that Jesus is challenging us tonight through reading the end of the sermon. I don't want you just to read the sermon, but I want you to do as I've taught. And that changes things. Whenever we start to read God's word, it's, it's all well and good. I, I want you definitely to read God's word. But the difference is when we start taking God's word, we start putting it into action. It's a subtle shift in our spiritual walk with the Lord. And you know that whenever you can look back over the seasons of life that you've had, if you've been following Jesus for a number of years or a number of weeks, doesn't matter. If you've seen your walk with the Lord, Whenever you start to take God's word and you start to apply it to your life, things change. It's a game changer whenever you start to apply God's word. And Jesus is challenging us through the Sermon on the Mount. He's saying, there's a difference here. And the difference is whenever you have a different foundation. You start to apply what I've taught. It changes things. So Jesus has this lingering question hanging out over each and every one of us as we've read the end of the sermon. And the question is, will you follow me? That's kind of the lingering question at the end of the sermon. Jesus finishes this sermon over a couple chapters. I don't know how long it actually was, but the lingering question out there is, will you follow me? The sermon is actually designed and given in a way to prompt the decision from us to follow him. Will we follow Jesus or will we choose not to follow Jesus? Referring back to the passage, we're going to kind of work through it. Verses 24 through 25, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse, because its foundation was on the rock. So Jesus concludes the sermon with a therefore. All right, and This is common Bible study method, which means that in light of all we've talked about up to this point, everyone who hears my words and acts on them will be like a wise man who built their house on the rock. In other words... If you take my words, Jesus talking, if you take my words and apply them to your heart, it will change how you live. It will change how you love. You'll be wise in your foundation. Moving on to the next verse you will be wise because there will be a storm. And it's not like a physical storm, and we've seen these physical storms even in Scripture. Not even a storm of life, like a hardship or a trial, but a storm will come. And the storm that's actually being referred to here is, I wish it was something else, but the storm that's actually being referred to here is is judgment. Judgment will come, and if you apply Jesus' words to your life, you will not collapse. Why? Why? because the foundation determines the difference. Verses 26 and 27, Jesus says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. So you're reading these two passages, I mean, these two, like, scenarios here there's a few differences that come into play but before i point out some of the differences i do want to point out some of the similarities of the story how many builders are in this story how many builders there's two builders in this story one builder built their house on the rock the other builder built their house on the Very good. We're tracking. So, both builders, two of them, heard the same gospel message. They heard the same sermon. They heard the same words of Christ. Both built a house as in a response to that message. But there's a difference. And what is the difference? One listened. What were you going to say, Abby? Same, something else? That's all right. The difference was that one listened, or the difference would be the foundation that the builder chose. There's a lot of similarities in this story. They heard the same message, and I think all of you were all hearing a similar message, but we all take it in different ways. And so whenever Jesus has given this message, two people in this scenario heard the same message, the same words of Jesus, the same gospel, and they had two different foundations And one is seen as wise, and one is seen as foolish. The difference is the foundation. The foundation determines the difference. The foundation being, am I going to let the words of Jesus take root in my heart? And will the love of Jesus capture my affections and pour out in outward expression? Verses 28 and 29. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like their scribes. Now, we know that we aren't physically talking about houses, but we're talking about our very lives. That these two builders had the same look. Maybe they had similar houses with the same chimneys, maybe they had a front porch and a fresh paint job, same number of bedrooms and windows all throughout the house. It could be a spitting image from one another, but they can be so very different. It's the foundation that makes the difference. The same can be said about you here in this room, that you and I can live a very similar life We can live very similar to people on the outside of this room. You can attend the same school, a similar GPA, be interested in the same colleges, drawn towards the same major, having the same number of siblings, living in similar neighborhoods, but your eternity can be wildly different from one another. It's the foundation that determines the difference. Now hear me on this. It's not the level of our obedience that determines the difference. It's the difference maker is the foundation that we base our life off of. We base our life off of Jesus, His work, His life, His words, His mission. It's Jesus. And the thing that's probably hanging in the air for us, we've just read like the conclusion of this sermon. And we don't hear the response from the people. We don't even get to hear how it was received. Like, how did it go? Did people hear the words of Jesus and act on it? Did it fall on deaf ears? Did they sit in silence and in awe just in what Jesus had said? We know that they were astonished. But we don't know what happened after that point. We've heard, of, we've heard some really great speakers. We've heard great things and, and just be astonished at people's talent and skill. But like afterwards, after the moment, did they act on it? Did they hear Jesus' words? Did they act wise? Or did they act foolishly? Let me encourage you To pray continually for a softened heart towards God's word. Pray, sometimes we don't know what to pray. But pray towards a soft heart towards God's word. God, would you soften my heart? God, would you give me a thirst for your word? Help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness. May the Lord chip away and refine our cold, hardened hearts. And may Jesus, in the course of this study that we're going to dive into, may Jesus reveal the broken, fragmented pieces of our heart that need to be addressed. The reality that I do want us to grapple with tonight is that it is possible to hear the Word of God It's possible to sit under the teachings of Jesus. It's possible to hear gospel centered preaching week after week and not embrace Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's very possible to appear and to maintain an image like you do have a solid foundation built on the rock. It's possible to appear that way, but to actually be built on the sand. And the, the foundation that's built on the sand, that foundation, having that kind of faith, will not stand toe-to-toe against the storm that is coming, that storm being judgment. The day where we have to recall and stand before God with an account to give for our life. But... For those in Jesus. When we've accepted that call to Jesus, that we don't have to pay the debt that is owed, that Jesus says, I I died for that person. They don't owe anything, I've paid that price. And if you were to leave this place and not know for certain where your foundation is, I want to lovingly challenge you to answer the prompting in your heart to find out. And I'd love for you to personally talk to someone. If you don't know what your foundation is in, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I know Erica would love to have a conversation with you. Our D group leaders that are here would love to have a conversation with you about what it means to have a foundation that is built on the rock that is Jesus, His life, His death, His resurrection, and His ascension, and His promise to come again and make all things new. Hearing the end of the sermon, I want us to jump to Matthew 5, verses 1 and 2. This is the very start of the message. Jesus, when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them. And that's where we're going to pick up next week. So I want to pray, and then I'm going to have us dismiss to our D groups. If we don't have a D group leader here, then uh, myself or Erica will fill that spot, or we'll just have to combine and, and make do. But I'm going to pray, and then we'll dismiss to our D groups. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you. Um, in your goodness, Lord, can make a way for us to have a a relationship with you. God, and I pray that as we dive into this message series, that it wouldn't just be a calendar filler, but that it would be a challenge to us. Lord, that your word would capture our heart, and that we would hear your message God, and that we wouldn't just hear it with our ears, but that we would show it with our lives, that we hear and that we understand and that we want to live a life with gospel urgency. So, Lord, we pray over our time in our D groups, Lord, that you would um, allow conversations to take place, that you would uh, bring about assurance for those that are in need of assurance, and that you would give us opportunities, Lord, to take a step closer in our walk with you. God, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.